Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back. Rare Talks. You already know what it is. Like, comment and subscribe. If you haven't already, please go over to the Spotify and check out all the newest episodes. This episode will be up on the Spotify right now. So if you haven't gone to our Spotify, please go to our Spotify and check out all of our exclusive content that we got on there. So I'm joined today by my brother, none other. And you know what? I like to make people introduce themselves. I don't like introducing people. So introduce yourself, my brother, and tell them who you are. Yeah, man. Um, FOT, um, aka London Open TV. Yeah, man. Yeah, love. Fire the truth. So I saw this brother online. I liked the content that he was pushing. You know, um, I like what you were saying. So we're going to get straight into it. Um, as we can see uh, of recent, uh, Knife Karim has been on a, a spike. Every time we do an episode, the day before or the morning, someone dies. And this is another episode of another person losing their life to knife yeah. crime um what do you think the solution what solutions do you think that we can put in place to help curve knife crime do you know what yeah i just think that it it's going to take a drastic measure like i hear man talking about um we need more studios we need more football camps have we got enough artists we got enough footballers you understand we need mm. to more focus on the academic side as well and pushing that to the forefront like we need scientists we need doctors we need lawyers as well we just don't need entertainers all the time you know what i mean especially for our young youths like all like i was thinking like when i was walking even here i was like all these billboards and that it's just famous people kind of thing you know footballers singers and rappers like we need billboards and ends that promotes good people you know what i mean like um people with education and and like say like here's toby he grew up in brixton but now toby's a scientist not just oh i'm a rapper and i made it out of the hood now toby was in the same hood as that rapper but he made it out through education mm. you know what i mean so i think it's in our community i think we glamorize the bad man image so much, even me, myself, mm. unconsciously, mm. you know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll call this guy a neek or this guy that cause he's smart, yeah. he's intelligent, but I'll call my man official because he's been in jail and he stabbed someone or he's, he's, he's he moves bare food, you know, mm. like he's official, but that that's, that's a brainwashing bruv that we need to kind of like 
face full on and just let go. I've even been seeing artists like Styles P and them type of man saying some real stuff lately. He's like, "Raw, we need to, we need to promote nerding up to our kids." Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I heard him say that as well, and yeah. I, I was with that still because yeah, yeah. I was thinking, "Raw, the nerds that went to my school actually just cut through. They're still alive now. They're not on nothing. They just they got through life. They're doing well in life, and everything's good for them. They didn't have to go through." Like man fearing that their life might be at risk. Exactly. Those and I noticed this is a mad thing I noticed about school. The dons that were swaggered up, making the most jokes, had the most skill, yeah. Them dons are the ones that got into the street life, bruv. You see man like Abdul, who had bus up shoes, his mum sent him in some tight trousers, bruv. Mm. You know what I mean? And you reminded me of someone still. Bro, you know them man you play um patball with and he's got the dry ankles and that fam. Like them man there are the doctors now. Them yeah. man there got free houses. You get me? And us man that stuck to this hood life we're still out here you know what i mean there's nothing wrong i, mu I must push this out there. there's nothing wrong with being in a council house because some people don't even believe buying a house is the best investment you might have a restaurant you might have this mm. but i'm saying like abdul's got three houses though that he owns now mm. you know what i mean Straight. and i'm still i'm still a lambeth tenant yeah you know? that's it that's it <laughs> you know what i mean for being the the class clown and the girl them sugar yeah like it like, makes sense you know so that's deep, man. Um, so you think that we should start promoting kids being um, nerds and it's not nothing wrong with being a nerd because I feel like we push the agenda of like, oh, my man's a neat, my man's a prick. You know what I'm saying? Instead of saying, well, my man's smart, you know, I wish him the best. It's like we don't, in our communities, we don't embrace that enough. It's like we, we kind of look down on people that are like that to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And that's where the problem actually lies in our community. So you're thinking that... Um, we need to embrace different um, ideologies of how we see the youth. Yeah, yeah. Do you know I I I'll be real, man. Yeah, because this is rare. This is rare talk podcast here. Like even with my son, the brainwashing is real. He's smart, you know what I mean? He's intelligent, but sometimes like, rah, rah, rah. sometimes even I'm like, rah, man, man ain't. Like, I can't, yeah, I can't yeah, describe it. Like, yeah. where's the badness in you? Like, yeah. like it's like I want to see something, but he, man, for Christmas he's asked me for books, and I'm like. Don't you want Jordans, cuz? Yeah, 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 yeah. And after it's like that conversation back on my head, I have to reprogram myself. Like, no, this is how I want him to be. You understand? Because I always wanted my son to be smart, but he can handle himself. That's why I got him into martial arts from young. So now he might be the smartest in the school, or not, the, he's not the smartest in the school, he's, he's intelligent or whatever. But he can handle himself. But you wouldn't know it by his persona. You understand mm. that he can fight because martial arts disciplined him from a young age, from eight. So now he just carries himself right. Sorry, but if he kicks man or something, he's breaking man's ribs. You know what I mean? Even though that ain't going to save man against the knife crime. And that's what some people say to me. That ain't going to save man against the knife. But it's good to have in your locker. And it's not just about knowing how to fight. It's the discipline and sticking yes. to something. That's what people get. It's not so he can beat up everyone. It's to teach him that you carry on doing something, you'll get something out of it. Now he can just unknowingly fight his reactions. You know mm. what I mean? Like he can just unknowingly kick a, and punch and thing, but he can also pick up a book. You know what I mean? So it's just about getting the balance. Like I was saying about the billboards in Lambeth, Brixton, Kennington. I'm seeing bare billboards of rapids and all these people that just put glamorize the, the BS. Where's where's the billboards of of the lawyers from the ends and the doctors and and the scientists and you know what I mean? Where, where's them type of billboards in the ends? Where's the billboard with Dexter Sims on it mm. or um, 
Justin, who's a basketballer, who, who, who grew up in Mikesfield, you know, mm. he grew up in the hood. Justin grew up in the hood, just like the bad boys from Mikesfield. But he stacked to basketball. Now he's one of the most renowned basketballers in the UK. You know what I mean? So he's not being pushed to the forefront. Mm. You know what I mean? Like what, People should be talking about him. But we talk about the man, oh, they made it out. Oh, they made it out. The, the struggle, oh, it was hard. And yeah. rah, rah. But my man made it out as well through his brain and his intelligence, not just glamorizing it to get out, not thinking about everyone else. Because enough of these rappers, what they do is they glamorize the ends, the violence in the ends, but they're off ends now. Mm. And you're still glamorizing the BS in the ends. So the youths in the ends are still feeling the effects of the um, seed in your music that you put out. So you're off ends, quay off ends in the middle of nowhere, Mukulan, and your music's still having a vibration in the ends because you don't rap about that ends where you live now, Gloucestershire or wherever, or Yorkshire. Mm. You rap about Brixton, but you don't even live in Brixton no more. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And then the ops are sliding through and whoever they find is whoever they find. It's whoever they find, fam. It's, it's mad. It's, it's mad, it's bro. They're, they're only... Um, pushing the images of the youths that are rapping and they're talking um, about destroying their own communities. Or well, not even just that, the footballers as well, yeah? Because what is with football now, where I grew up, yeah, most of the man, them, the most wickedest man were the best out of football, bruv. You know what I mean? But only a certain amount of footballers can make it. But now you got everyone on the ends wanting to be a striker. Not everyone can make it, but that's what's being pushed. You can only make it out through football and music. You know what I mean? And how much rappers make it from ends? The ends I'm from, Kennerton, what oh, a handful of men made it out, but there's bare rappers. But so-called made it out. They ain't even fully out yet. They say mm. they're out because they got a Rolex and a, and a whip. You know what I mean? Mm. But that don't mean you're out because the no. drama's still following you. You know what I mean? So I just think, like, with the entertainment thing, that is being too pushed on our community man i've seen man on the news say these things like oh we need more studios like what Bruv, there's a studio on every corner of the end trust like, me how much more and promoting more studios and even implementing the government to bring in studios don't make no sense let's use the studios we've already got then you know what i mean like like man's got studio on ends use their studio what why do we need more studios that that just rattled my head when I heard when I hear people say them things like why we've got enough rappers like you know what I mean and we've got enough space for them to do their activities but with the entertainment thing I just think it's kind of got poisons now everyone wants to be an influencer this that and it's affecting our youth state of mind bruv it's, I think it's affecting them on 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 a big level because that's all they want to be and you can't all make it in in that field we've got to make it's like they think they don't even need education a lot of people are promoting this like entrepreneur thing like everyone can be an entrepreneur but if the, everyone's an entrepreneur then who's the workers exactly and i saw something the other day that said basically who's buying your stuff it's the working man so never put down the working man because the working man funds everything you understand the nine to five or funds everything even the weed man who who funds you the best when i was doing my thing i love the man that worked because <laughs> i know every Fri friday when he gets paid he's coming for his free five or he's coming you know yeah. what i mean like they're, they're the best customers is the nine to five because they got the consistent peas remember it takes time to become a successful entrepreneur i'm not saying you can't become one but I'm saying don't put all your eggs in one basket because a lot of these youths will start a business now or whatever, then it will have its up. Then when it goes down, they're thinking, oh, let me go OT to get it back up quickly. So everything's quick now. When if you build up your um, 
your your money over time, like you leave school, you do your college and you got a little job and you stack your peas up to your 25, then you have like something to fall back on mm. instead of just putting everything into one. But there's nothing wrong with being com- becoming an entrepreneur. But I just think everything works hand in hand. You could work for a company and even a company I'm working for now, it's a delivery company or whatever. I'm seeing how it runs. I'm like, right, is this all what they're doing? And it's a billionaire, it's a billion pound company within a year. And all they're doing is A to Z. So I'm seeing the the building of the company. So that's how a young person should go into a company and see, oh, I want to see the ins and outs of this company to see how it grows. Then I can apply it to my business instead of just going in there, following someone off the internet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, thanks. So basically I'm saying, I think you can learn a lot of a nine to five. Of course well. you can. Of course you can. And I think that's not what's promoted to us in general. I think um, what's promoted to us is the fast life. And growing up, that's what we saw. And the youngest saw that. And then the youngest from there saw that. And it was just a spiral from there. And then, you know, the person that's working nine to five, that's smart in school, that's not staying out of trouble. He's a nerd. I don't rate him. He's a neek, blah, blah. But them men are just cutting through and just living life. Them men don't have to worry about feds licking off their door or man trying to lick them down for their food or anything so yeah i respect that still um another topic that i wanted to discuss is um is it all right for a white person to use the n-word i've been i've been getting into this debate because um there was a video of somebody um a white guy actually saying the n-word in one of his songs but i don't know it just touched me in the wrong way man (laughs) i just I just it just touched me in the wrong way, especially when you're from the ends, because it's a little bit different in America. I don't know how they are; it's different their society and their culture. But in the UK, I couldn't be rolling with three white youths and they're like, "Yeah, well, go on, Because I'd be like, "Nah, brother, nah, we're not." It's, it's not so, like that. It's not like that. You know what I'm saying? And I, I would think that they would have enough respect for me that they wouldn't even want to say something like that. Mm. So, what's your thoughts on a white person using the N word? Uh, this one's a tricky one because the reason why I say it's tricky is because I I understand why white people use that term so loosely now. I understand it. Especially, I'm talking about more man, white youths who are from a hood, like not a hood, like from a more urban area, let's say, Mm -hmm. from a more um, black populated area. Why they might slip up sometimes and say, yo, my nigga, like, because... They're around bare man that's using that term loosely. So, and when you're in the club now, a white person's in the club, they're, they're trying to dance or whatever to the black tune here yeah, and they hear the N-word, they're saying all the words and it says, it says nigga, and they, what, they have to freeze them up, then carry on rap, then carry on rapping the tune. To me, we've made it so accessible, but at the same time, it's such a big trigger for us. Like, it's like, Man pressing the um, nuclear red button, like scared of Trump to press it. Like, as soon as someone says nigger, we spaz out. Like, everyone's, someone says nigger. Like, why has this word got so much power over us? If they called us grapes in slavery, would the word grapes affect us now? You know what I mean? Like, or banana or whatever, rose, or would that affect us? And I think we give the power to the word. You know what I mean? Like, I think we give too much power to this word. And even after them, man, missed their penalties and that. And, all the white people say, oh, you, ni- you niggas and all this. Like, I was like, what did we expect in the sense of we use it loosely? So I don't know another word that one race can use, but they can use it to so-called endear their self. But when someone says it to them, it's an offence. 
People say the P word, um, Paki, they use it with each other, but they don't glamorize it. They don't, I don't, not all of them use it. You understand? It's not mm. as a bigger thing in the black community as nigger, as we use it as endearment. And mm. when someone says it's endearment, I don't even understand that. Because how can it be an endearment, but such a big offense in the same line? Because I understand, I understand that now. So my mm. thing is, I understand that is a negative word that was used to belittle us and make us feel unworthy. Um, and unloved and less of a person mm. is now being switched to a word of love because you don't really call someone the n-word unless you've got love for them you don't just go around saying yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying you don't say everyone's my n-word you only say that to people that when you really got love for them so the word's been transformed from something negative into positive but it's only exclusive for black people see that's where I think we we don't see it and the reason why a black person will take so much offense when a white person says it is because historically it brings back bad memories because the word has a history towards it so even though the context we're using it now the history of the word has been used as to belittle a black person so it's always been used if you watch I don't know I watch all these mad slave shows don't ask me why I do this to my brain but <laughs> I watch all these mad slave shows yeah 12 years as a slave and he was a smart black man, but they never liked when people called him a black man. They said, don't ever think you're a black man. You're just, the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The N word. Yeah. And he would be like, so they wanted him to know that this word is a word of us using a control over you to show you that we're higher than you and you're less than of a person than us. So that word through history has had a, a negative effect. So a white person, because of racism and being against racism, should in automatically in his heart. And that's the reason why a white person will call you the N word when it's love, but when it's hate, they also call you the N-word. But a black person to another black person, whether it's love or hate, I can never use a hateful word against you because I'm that person as well. I can't say, I hate you, little N-word, because you're going to look at me like, brother, you're, you're just like me, though. I'm going to be like, yeah, but you're worse than me. You know, like, that's the stupid mindset I don't get. When another black person thinks he's better than another black person because he's from a different country, that's tribal and that's silly. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying, with that word, as a white person because of the history that it has, it doesn't make it acceptable. And me personally, do you go around saying to white people, you're my N-word? Do you say that? No, no, no. <laughs> like, I don't even use that word like like that anyway. And it's just it's just out of choice, isn't it? I think everyone's got the choice to... To me, a nigger, if you want to use this... The, the, the word nigger is a state of mind to me, isn't it? It's a certain state of mind within our community. It's a low frequency within our community that um, people use this word, but it's not endearment because endearment is like when you call a girl babe or honey or sugar lump. All them words are, are like nice words kind of thing, but nigger now is something that was used against us in such a way. If they're not allowed to use it, we shouldn't use it. That's just how I see it, plain and simple, because there's too much of a grey area. How can we dance to this song, dance to this song that says nigger, 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 then we're offended when someone calls us a nigger when hip-hop is the biggest flipping brand in the world. Hip-hop is the biggest com commodity in the whole world. Everyone listens to hip-hop more than rock and roll, more than country and western. Now, hip-hop is the main brand. So how can we be surprised when it's so loosely used? I think it's just that, like you said, it's a trigger thing. Like, like why are we still triggered by this word so much? I, I don't get it no more. I'm like, if, if a white person called me a nigger, yeah, I wouldn't even be phased. In your face, aggressively, he said, nigga, you're going to bang him in the face. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. In an aggressive way, man come up to you and says, yeah, you little nigga. You're going to be like, what? Boom. 
because you know that my man's it's an aggressive thing. It's like when a man says suck your mum. Yeah. That you know what that means. When a man's in your face and says suck your mum, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the talking's all out the window. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You might say words, sticks and stones don't hurt my bones, but but just the whole body language, everything, you're gonna feel like it's an it's it's a very confrontational time. And that's the same with that. Um I never grew up in an era where um racism just before my era, I think it was just like I think ten years before me. Cause I'm in my thirties now, so it's like ten years before me. I think like all the people were telling me, oh, racism was bad." When I was growing up, racism wasn't it wasn't really that bad in my era. I don't remember. So, there was areas that were racist, yeah, like Pollard's Hill, yeah, Pollard's Hill. Mitchum. You you man are racist, yeah, yeah, down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, man, yeah. ain't forgot what you lot done. Yeah, don't yeah, don't yeah. think man's forgot. But other areas like they weren't really racist, but Pollard's Hill was a racist area. Like I remember we went down there and madness happened, but. Yeah, Pollard's Hill is a racist area. That's one place in South that I know it's racist, but there's more parts in South that's racist. But that part, specifically for me, I found racism there. I never really went through racism growing up where it was like, oh, white people jump out of vans and start chasing men. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. And we was kind of squatted up. So if that did happen, it would be mad for them because we'd be onto them. So I didn't really go through that. But um, I still think that... Using the word loosely, as a as a as as a white person, you should have respect for yourself and respect for people. And so we should have respect for ourselves then, and not call ourselves that. As yeah, but an I said, really? but I said the love is the love that we're using. What, what love, though, bro? I love. don't I, I don't see it as love because from someone can call me and I, I'm I'm offended by it. How can I then see it as oh it's love now? Like I, no, but my brother, my the, brother, my guy he's calling me in it out of a place of love we've changed like i said we've transformed all right then this is this, this is this is the catch 22 then because i was um if a if a woman calls her next woman bitch out of love is that endearment no but that word hasn't got a historical racist meaning towards it it doesn't have a racist but i'm saying it's still like the same type of thing like it's 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 a dog like a you know what I mean? It's it's a bad thing. There's no you can't call someone a bitch like oh yeah she's my bitch and that's love. But yeah, I pe- think I think some people say that. I think, I think, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not promoting that word. I'm just saying that there's some people that do yeah. say that in a loving way. But I, that word doesn't have an historical way of making. Um, a, a person feel belittled as they're... but they probably used to call slaves bitches as well nah like, nah, nah histor- they... yeah 100% because nah. a bitch is a lady dog you understand so when they I don't think they're that smart I think them, them racist the, the people that are racist in them times the, were the most ignorant of people mm. regardless they had a lot of money and had a lot of land I believe that they were very very ignorant mm. um, just because of the way they treated another race of people I think it's only racism is um, is breeded by ignorance it's not breeded by intelligence. An intelligent person can't be racist because we're all one. When you look at when we die, we all get put in the same grave. We look at when we bleed, we all bleed the same color. To me, racism doesn't um, exist with an intelligent person. It's only unintelligent people. And that's why all them football hooligans that you see being racist, they're very unintelligent. Mm. The other white people don't claim them people, some of them. Some of them, but I do say that there is a part of racism where people are silent. And I believe that if you're silent upon oppression, then you're with the oppressor. That's that's my thought on it. So if someone's being racist and mm. I'm in the room, this and this person's being racist and I don't say nothing to him and I'm sitting there and then you come and say, well, why don't you back it? And you're like, oh, but I'm not racist because I never said anything. But by you sitting there and not telling them what they're doing is wrong, that's you being... Um, yeah, I think well, that's where other white people... This is what I say to white people now is like, raw. You know racism's in your family or your peers are racist. If you just sit there while they're being racist, you're a racist. 
Like that's how I see it. You're, it's like me sitting there with a man I know is a paedophile. And I'm like, oh, he's cool, man. That's my brethren. That don't, it's the same type of, yeah. it's the same type of energy. If you're there, if you ain't standing up against racism, then you're part of the problem as well. But also I like to say this new wave of racism or not new wave that's been pushed to the forefront. We've got to be careful because it's a distraction because even a lot of the um, people accounts was offshore accounts was all like bots. When people were checking up the accounts of the online racism, it was bare man with like one follower, two follower. And you got to remember the week before there was like some thing on Twitter when everyone, bare accounts were posting the same thing. Oh, when lockdown is done, um, I'm going to remain wearing my mask. And there was like thousands of accounts with the same post. But when people looked at the accounts, there was all bots. So remember they, the internet's their place, you know. It's not our place. They, the, the algorithms and that, they, especially not the internet. They don't control the internet. They control social media. So when they're pushing all these tweets out there, Twitter, 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 racist. Bruv, who are these accounts? Do you click on these accounts to see how much followers they've got? Have they been active? How much pictures have they got? Up? Usually it's some dead account because they're trying to push that agenda. Look, just out of nowhere, they can hold... Um, 6,000 people in Wembley just out of nowhere then just out of nowhere you've got this young black player taking a penalty yeah that is the most important penalty in England's football history in the last 50 years how that when you had Sterling on the bench you had other man on the bench that was more qualified than him you made this young guy he take why like three black players Mr. P like then we had all these racist tweets afterwards from bots so racism is in England, I don't think it's that much of a problem because like I say to people, how much people do you know that's died from racist? They but I, I don't think in racism in the UK is um, it, it is uh, like America where you, you get, get killed for being racist. Over here, it's called covert racism. Mm. So it's racism where I'll smile in your face like this, like, hey, you're right, my black friend, you're right? Yeah. Yeah, and then behind your back, I'm like, you're 10 black people, man. They make me <laughs> sick, man. But, 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 Black people now, yeah. Let's 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 just let's just think out of the box now. When we're around white people, we go to a white brethren's dinner and that. Then we go home. Me and you's in the car going home. We're like, bruv, did you see their food, fam? Them white people are nasty, fam. Do you think I ate that chicken? You know them ways there. It's but is that racism or is that prejudice and discrimination? So we have to we have to put words in the right context. So mm. discrimination, true, 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 true. discrimination and prejudice is that I'm prejudiced against the person. Remember the, the definition of what racism actually is is that um, you think you're superior to another person because of your color and because of that you actually think that the other person's inferior yeah so a black person thinking a white person's inferior is kind of mad because mm. in positions of power we're not in certain positions and covert racism is not just just what i just said covert racism could be inside of um the social into the workplace so you have a few black people in good positions but there's always a what above him a white person no and bro that that you're touching on the realness there bro because even this i've only been working for two months and I seen the racism, yes, like the covert racism. Yeah, like it's, it's not there. It's not, yeah, like we had a Jamaican manager here in our in our warehouse. I won't say the company's name, but he was the only manager in the company. When I tell you how much pressure they got on him, got on him, to he had to resign. He was like, "Yo, we can't take it. They're, they're on me because I'm the only black manager." They're, they're on me you understand so I've seen it firsthand. I'm like Rawr. there's about 100,000 black men that suffer that on a daily basis in the UK 
but are scared to, to speak up because they don't want to lose their jobs. Yeah. So a lot exactly. of men are scared to speak up because they, that income is their family, isn't it? That's, mm. that's their children, that's their missus, that's their yard, that's their car. So certain men won't speak up, but a lot of black people suffer this in the UK. So the racism over here is just a little bit different. It's and more institutional. you've got guys in there, let's say tunes, I won't even say the other word, yeah, that kind of help them and they push that agenda because if, if, if I'm speaking out, they'll use like a next black guy to push me out. Of course. To trigger me off. Because I've been in that, I've been in this company for two months and a black guy already trapped. So I had to get, I got him fired. How about that? Mm. I had to reverse the cars. Like, hold on. Am I dumb? Mm. You understand? Like, if I tell you what happened, I'll tell man, like, the youth pulled out a knife on me, bro. And was, he came into my area, like, he was like a manager above me. He put the knife to his chest. And he's like, stab me then. Stab me, stab me, stab me. I'm like, raw, what's going But because I'm from the road, this you ain't from the road like that. I'm not from the road, but I grew up a certain way. Mm. I was like, I'll mash this you up in a second. But I knew there was a camera there. There was a camera mm. there. All I done was, I was like, bruv, you're nuts. You think I'll touch you? Just walked off. Boom. Phone the manager's like, raw, my man's lost the plot. You get me? Mm. Look on the camera and see what happened last night. Like, because I thought if I reacted and punched him up, you're losing, I would have been in job. cuffs. Yeah, straight. I would have been in cuffs. So I reversed the thing. I was like, raw. And man has to start getting that mindset that you was, you see, uh, let me give you something. Another black man will say, oh, that was snitching. What have you done? But let me just break something down to people. That's yeah. what you was trying to do. Run, snitch, snitch. N- let me bro, say something. Let me say something. <laughs> you see, if you work in a work environment, yeah, and you're working, you're working for a salary. You're not a gangster at work. We're not in this gangster lifestyle where we have to follow codes of rules. Mm. Man follows the policies that the company give man. Yeah. Man's not a road you if man's working. Just like to put that out there because a lot of people, they go into their workplace thinking they're road men. Brother, we're not road men. We're working the nine to five. We want money, legit money. That's what we're doing. This is called business and, and working. Man's trying to keep man's job, not lose it, and end back up on the roads. And then man's in the same position. And man's like, bro, what happened? Oh, man, man got me out. Like, what? Bro, we have to start embracing smart things, bro. Because as black yeah. men, it's like, another black man will say something stupid and ignorant. Yeah, it's, you're a snitch for that. You're yeah, a snitch for that. That's an yeah. ignorant thing to yeah, say when yeah. you're trying to maintain your job and not get yourself into madness where you could even end up in prison for four, 10, 20 years and a man will say, well, he's a real one. Real one what? When do you think anyone cares if you're a real, real one? one? And they're not giving my youths no money, bro. <laughs> your son grows up with no, no dad. He's depressed. He's exactly. got issues. No one cares. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. all of that trying to be gangster at work, it, it's not, I don't know where that comes from. I don't know who told us that and we have to maintain that kind of um, narrative and I don't, I don't go by them street codes I don't go by no street codes I'm not in the streets to be wearing with no street codes I just but like don't to- get twisted that it was hard for me to do like I had to bite my tongue like should I mash him up because I work but the thing about my work I work with bare youngers so mm. I thought about if I react you get me I got to set the example where I'm one Straight. of the oldest then all the youngers look up to me so I was like I'm gonna do this properly. They was like, "Raw, you should have mashed him up." You should. No. Then, but then they was like, "Raw, respect you for not touching him because he's an idiot." Because the youth like, "Idiot, bruv, like he's an idiot." You, you get me, like some Irish light skin youth, bruv. <laughs> you get me. So mm. it's like, bruv, you know, let me work brain on him because I'm. No, you done the best thing. You done the best thing. I mean, you done the best thing, bro. You done the best thing, and I think that a lot of black people we we don't talk to each other on that level mm. like man's doing smart things man don't want you to be unemployed no job yeah, homeless yeah. in your yard <laughs> talk about I ain't got no dough I'm a sign and man don't want yeah. that for no long black exactly, man in this day and age we, we want progressive things and it shows you that you've matured as a person because maybe mm. when you was younger you'd have mashed him up no, no, and you didn't even care about yeah, the consequences <laughs> but as man gets older now man can't I can't like I said to my brethren I 
think two, three days ago, I said, bruv, I haven't got a 10 years stretching me right now at this age that I'm at. Maybe when I was younger, I might not have rid that 10 years yeah. light work. Yeah. Brother, I would have enjoyed my sentence. Yeah, yeah. But now at this no, age, no, no. we've got so much things going for me, but I can't even do that 10 years. I'm telling you, I'm thinking twice. I'm thinking, is it worth it? That's my thing now. Yeah. Is it worth it? The years and this and the violation, can I live with it? Can I not? Ah, this guy, you know, I don't need that. And I think that's more of a mature mindset. It shows that you've matured as a person mm. and we're not little kids because there's a lot of grown men walking around the little kid brains. Yeah. And that's where yeah. you call like man stabbing up man off the bus. You see the man that was on that vibe, rolling with a knife and he's a big grown man. It's dumb fam because if I'm rolling with a knife at this age that I'm at now, what am I rolling with a knife for? To kill who? A 14 year old or a 20 year old you? Like what am I actually on? Can't I speak to him and diffuse the situation as a big man? Exactly. Come on, man. You think so. they should just bring it back to like the times, the medieval times when you could just carry with your sword and your shield and like, I I, I challenge you to a duel, like, <laughs> <laughs> like then man will have to actually train and be more disciplined with the thing. You get me? Like if everyone was just rolling with their sword and their shield and you could just call a man out, I challenge you to a duel, you know, <laughs> then it'll be more, I don't know, then everyone can feel saved and it could be a balance you know it'll be mean? mad because it, it, it just be mad. you know what that, that's, <laughs> it's, it's, hey brother, that sounded kind of mad here yeah, yeah. but brother that actually might work because then man who's serious about their thing will know how to use their thing and they're sure you, then you have to train then it will become like a respecting now you know what i mean yeah like, yeah yeah like man ain't just on it for no reason man wants to proper have a proper battle like a battle word. yeah like yeah. like man's meeting at the on the pitch you're ready to do this we're gonna have a proper like yeah yeah, yeah. i see what you mean i see what you mean but at the same time i feel like like i said i got my own solution for this knife crime thing and i've said okay. it and i'll say it again i'll say it openly i think that we need to bring back the capital punishment for like a year just test it out and see what happens people are saying um, all kinds of things people are saying oh but you know maybe how much innocent people are gonna kill i'm talking about the people that are killing people in broad daylight on camera and the What's cameras are catching What do you mean? In what sense? Like they had, they, they get licked down. If you kill somebody, you die as well. You know, I, I feel you, but I think with that now, where there's a grey area, I, I heard your thing when you said that still, but I didn't know how you meant it. Like there's a big grey area. There'll be a lot of brothers' heads rolling. You know what I mean? And it'll probably be more used on us. No, but I mean? it'll be used on the people that are killing people, whoever, <laughs> whatever colour you are. If you're killing people in broad daylight, yeah. in front of people, I feel like, Bro, like, there's no... You know how mad it is now, yeah? Having a child, yeah? And rolling down the road with your child. You potentially could see someone bleeding out with your, with your child. Now, imagine, like, a four-year-old, yeah? Mm. They're seeing little cartoons and stuff, yeah? But they're seeing a dead person and the little youth's limp on the floor like that. And blood's pouring out of his head and his neck and his, he's just dying. And you're saying you're trying to hide your child's eyes. But you know, children are looking at... Uh, what happened to him? You're not going to lie to your child. So you're yeah. going to say, yeah, my man's dead. He got yeah. stabbed. Yeah. Like so all of us now are seeing a dead people on the streets. Before you wouldn't really see it like that. Now mm. it's it's becoming too common and too bait. Like man's grandma could be walking and, and probably get sliced in just in just in the being in the wrong place at the wrong time. If man's gone that far with, with the murder thing, yeah, and they're saying it, did you say it, Ruggo? Mm. Do man up in broad day on the main road. Like they're saying it, they don't care. I do man in front of the feds, they actually Bro. mean it. These little youths are not joking. I'm not I don't take none of them for a joke. I have to bring this up, yeah, because that point you made there, yeah, but I'm gonna, I'm, I'm trying to change the way I ref, refer things to rappers. 
Like, I don't want to be like, I'm getting at them no more. I want to be like, I'm trying to overstand them. Because that you, um, I'll say his name, Abracadabra's got a new tune. And it's cool. And the chorus goes something like this. Um, Someone's son is going to die. Someone's son is going to die. That's the chorus. So to me, it's like you made a tune for parents to, to know that someone's son's going to die. Like, I was baffled. I was listening to this tune. I was thinking, is this what man's really putting out there? And I've got to understand he's a younger brother. He's coming to new money. He's making it out of the so-called hood. But your team so got so much P's, OTF, whatever. Why would you make... Like, the tune is so mad. If you listen to the lyrics in this song, I'm like, oh my God. And people saying Jewel's not a part of the problem or the contents of Jewel is not a part of the problem. How is man saying someone's son's going to die mad. in the chorus, bruv? Like, what does that even mean? Like, who who is that song for? Because remember, you got to remember, when we was younger, you know, music was for everyone. Like, there wasn't music made for children. Now, there's music made for children directly because they got their, their, their earphones on, then they more time. Like, remember when I was young, I, I grew up in a sound man environment, so there was one set for the house. Everyone's listening to the same music kind of thing. Mm. We went all in our bedrooms, like, because we didn't have phones and listen to our separate music. Sometimes we might have a little record in our room, but you'll hear your parents' music and that. But now, drill music, big people don't really listen to drill music, like over 35. Like, but music back in the day, everyone listened. You understand it was more one, like, mm. oh, you'll go to all day as dances and you'll hear big people music mixed in with the thing. But these youths are just listening to this bruv and you can't tell me that ain't adding fuel to the fire if i was young that would have put me in fear like oh, someone's son's going to die like who, who are you talking to you know what i mean like like and it's like a thing where i want to understand these brothers like i think you're talented enough to make music where you don't even have to spit like that you understand i think a lot of these little artists are Talented, bruv, like proper talented. The Rush, you, Abracadabra, them, them men are talented. So, and you gotta think, man can't tell me that's what sells. It's not what sells, it's what these labels are pushing. You understand? It's not what sells. It's what man gets signed for and get their dough for. So that's what they're gonna keep doing because that's what's getting them the views. And um, I realized that this this error of views and wanting to be liked and likes and stuff like that, it's, it's a dangerous error because. What happens is you lose all morality. And that's why sometimes you see kids doing some very shameful things online. Mm. And it's not to sound like I'm preaching. I don't want to sound like I'm preaching to anybody because I'm not a preacher. But it just makes me realize that the direction that we're going in now as people is a very scary one. Mm. Like for our morale as people and um, our, our, there's no principles to do with this thing anymore. Man, I didn't even hear that tune about men says someone's son is going to die. That's kind of mad. Like, who are you actually directing that? I wouldn't actually know. Like, mm. obviously it's a parent, isn't it? It's a mother of, or a father. And he has a mother and father. So he wouldn't like someone to say your, to his parents, your son's going to die. So it's, it's a crazy, that's, 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 that's. And I think you hit the nail on the head with this wanting to be liked thing. That's why I always say on my page, I always say that on London, the open TV, I'm not here to be liked. I don't, I don't care about being liked, innit? If man don't hear what I'm saying, just don't listen. You know what I mean? I'm just like saying my view on things and I'm saying how it really is. Like, where is this going? Like, what I like to ask these youths that are beefing each other, the bricky youths with the Stockwell, the Kenneth, like, where can, where can we come to a middle, like to a middle ground? Like, 
Because it's like, if you see the internet what's been going on the last three weeks with these songs that's been getting released, check the last three weeks, the songs that's been getting released. It's like they're trying to hype up the, the summer. Like, it's, remember summer tunes, when you get ready for summer tunes, like, 10 years ago, it was summer tunes, girls. This mm. bro, this is all splashings. Like mm. these men are talking about splashings for the summer. Like, where where do you think this is gonna go? Where, where, where does this stop? Like, it's just mad. And you gotta think the the don't like I saw I have to say his name. Um what's his name? Charlie Sloth doing some um promotion thing for his drink, and he was like, Oh, um, I'm setting up my my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren and my great-great-grandchildren so they don't have to work. Now, what people got to take into contents is if a black artist or a black DJ said something like that, it would sound a little different. They'll say, I'm trying to set up my community. I'm trying to set up my grandchildren and look after my community. So these, like, cook Asian people that are in the industry they're not doing it for us they're doing it for themselves and they're benefiting of blood in our community it's blood money they've been like Charlie Sloth's benefiting like off for blood in our community and and you don't hear him say like oh this has to stop or like he's just doing these things just he's as I'm just a DJ but a black DJ doing that now will have to kind of water it down a bit and say no I'm still I'm doing this for my community but he don't have to say that when I heard him say that I was thinking raw you would, you don't hear black men really say they're just doing it for their family they have to kind of say like the Stormzy's the Daves and all the big dogs they have to say they're doing it for their community as well but Charlie Sloth didn't have to say that if you understand what I'm saying because he's doing it to benefit himself and his family not our community because he's not part of our community <laughs> but he's got so much power in our community it's it's mad, bro. So yeah. you you think that um you know what I said this um recently and you know I think nobody understood when I was saying this. Yet. I said a lot of these blog pages they post all the bad stuff to do with what's going on in the black communities, but they're not even from our communities. So it's like it's like doesn't that remind you of? Do you remember them times when managed to say there was bare guns? I think in two thousand and three, two thousand and four, two thousand five, there was bare guns in the hood all this shooting stuff is kind of all this stabbing stuff's kind of new man back in the day would had their burners and they were slapping at each other bare man was dying young man everyone was dying yeah but man said one day bruv where are all these guns coming from like mm. someone's giving us these guns to murder each other now don't you think these <laughs> all these guys that are not from the community white bloggers but they're posting everything negative to do with the community, saying nines versus CBiz, this guy versus that guy, how this happened. Now, they're without them even knowing, they're infusing or inciting man to get on beef because maybe I've, I've kind of got over this, whatever this scene was here, yeah? but then I go online and I'm seeing this this blog page is saying, my man subliminally this, but I haven't clocked it. But now I'm like, what, what is he onto me like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Idiot. But they yeah. don't know that by doing that, it's going to bring beef because other men are going to say, "Rock, you think you're on this? Yeah, watch. So it's like, are they taking from our community? And then not only that, but guess what else they're doing? They're monetizing off man's pain. Yeah. Now, yeah, I want what? you to understand this. 1,000. You get stabbed in the neck. I report on the news. I get 100,000 views. I get, I, I get 200, 600, 800 pounds off seeing one of you lot die. 
<laughs> though if you lot can't see where this is going it's kind yeah. of mad if man can't actually see where this is going this is mad bro this is yeah. no different than man bringing in guns giving it to us the same as these blog pages that are inciting beef if all you're pushing is negativity towards a black community and you're not part of that black community what are you really mm. man nobody wants to speak about because you know everyone's scared nobody wants to talk, talk about it because they don't want to get shut down and they want people to not um, push their stuff you see this I've kind of clocked all this stuff and I've yeah, kind of yeah, I've kind of yeah. I kind of work it out they don't want to get blackballed they don't want to get silent so they, they just they stay silent it's better to be silent about these things I don't want to talk too much on this I yeah. want these blog pages to kind of push my content out there but a lot of these blog pages are actually the worst of people if you're pushing out only negative content on black people and there's so much positivity in man's community. And that's 100. what man's 100. pushing out there. That's what man's pushes out all these people. This guy is a, he, he's an author. This man is a community agent. This guy doing DVDs for 20, 30 years. I want man to see that there's more to just the community than just man dying, bruv. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. suffering. There's way more to that. And I think people don't highlight that enough. And that's what's, that's the scary thing right now. Yeah, we just don't highlight enough. And where is these man... They make their money and they they don't do nothing for us. It's it's mad and and it's like how can't people see and you get blackballed like me, someone that like who likes to rap now and again, I had to make the conscious decision of like raw, like say like me even saying like people's name like Charlie Sloth or whoever, Tim Westwood, that could blackball man. You understand? Mm. They could stop BBC playing my music, they could stop but I'm like it's a bigger cause, you know what I mean? Like, mm. I don't even care no more. Like, I proper don't even care. Like, like I'm going to say it how it is because no, the UK is so small. I think why everyone's shook in the UK is because the UK is so small. If you say something about man, man can just see you just anywhere. You know what I mean? Like America now, you could be in Texas and someone's in New York. You have to take a plane to my man. Everywhere in the UK is accessible. Drive, you don't even need, to, you can just drive there four or five hours six hours seven hours you're in scotland you know what i mean trust me but in, in america now you can kind of hide you can be all the way over there like and he's all the way over there so you can you can be a blogger and talk the truth but over here people are more scared because it's so small you understand like that's why even me certain things i talk about and that i'm like certain people say you better watch yourself you know i'm like why you know what I mean? Because I'm a black youth talking like this. Like I've been, bruv, I've been threatened by certain people, like um, certain bloggers and this, that, for saying certain stuff, yeah? And they're like, do you know who I am? Rare, rare, rare. And I'm like, but if I was Pierce Morgan or a white person doing it, do you know what you would do? You would go on their show, present yourself properly and have a discussion with mm. Pierce Morgan. But because I'm a black youth, you're like, you're just approaching me like, raw. Like you don't even want to, debate with man or nothing you're just taking it like like it's a beef thing when mm. we could sit down and actually confiscate and come come to a level like mm. that's how clock people are fake bro i'm like raw but you go on bbc and explain yourself but to me you'll you, come with bare aggression bare aggression yeah you'd never move to bbc like that you, you'll never go on a bbc interview and be moving aggressive you was no the reason why this happened you you move all yeah politically yeah yeah yeah, correct. yeah 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 you know what i mean yeah, that's yeah. how i catch my arm like raw man's really self-hate is real and some people don't even know how how much of a self-hate issue we have even people that think they're consciously aware even me myself sometimes i, I have to ground myself yeah, like, of course oh, that's that's kind of self-hate you know them ways there even when i see brothers and 
they're bending up their face. It was my mum that said to me the other day, because I was around here some new youths moved in, but I was walking past, bruv, and they're just, bruv, they're just on a bending up their face thing. You know, the ones that mm. I'm like, oh, what's wrong with you? Then I come back past, you already see me, and they're still bending up their face. And I said to my mum, my mum's like, what's wrong with you? It's their eyes. Make them look. Why, why are you even thinking about them looking yeah. at you? It's their eyes. They could look at you for as long as they want. And that, that kind of grounded me like, for real, mum. <laughs> you know, maybe yeah. it's me who's the problem. That's, maybe I should have held them because they're new to the area. I should be like, yo, what? Go on, fam. You know, the way there. Mm. So sometimes I still have to ground myself and be all like. Of us, all yeah, of us. Yeah, fam. All of us. All of us. I think that's something that we all need to work on. But um, recently you said you was advocating for people to boycott wireless. Why was that? Oh, wow. <laughs> man follows the page, bro. Man's in tuned. Man's in tuned. Do you know what it is, yeah? Like, say like, when, say like when Wiley stood up, yeah? Mm. And he stood up against the thing. He was telling man them to build their own village, their own thing. We don't need these people. Because like I said, I come from a salmon environment. My dad's a salmon, uncles, whatever. So when we was growing up, we had all dares. We had control of our youths more. We don't have control of our use now because they're going wireless and all these places that when you go there, they're pumping agendas. When we had our use, we could pump our agenda in our dances. We could play a little Gregory Isaac and mix it in with some Dizzy Rascal or... You understand? Like mm. So they can get an education at the same time. But these men now, wireless, they want our use. They're saying to our use, you've got to be double jad or flow um, tests you know they're always there but basically they're saying you have to be jabbed like they're saying for the nightclubs in September you gotta be double jabbed to go in a nightclub for the COVID vac vaccination I'm saying these men don't have an excuse they're from the hood so clearly these rappers if you see the the, the, the lineup, it's just bare hood man yeah? it's just bare man from ends you know what I mean like it's, it's dons that say they're on smoke basically so I'm like raw can't you lot see their gender they're, push they're pushing and you're, if you not boycott this, there won't be no wireless. There's only wireless because of you. Who are they going to bring there? Dell. And everyone's got, who the, everyone from the hood's going to turn. It's in Crystal Palace. You know, it's, it's in Crystal Palace, bro. You know what I mean? So, like, they put in, and this is what man don't, man's going down a rabbit hole a bit, but Crystal Palace, yeah, is a mad spot in England, like, energy-wise. It's like one of the central spots that's why they call it crystal palace because the queen had some crystal palace there before so it's a mad energy spot people don't understand they're doing it there for a reason like you know what i mean and it's they're doing it there to to all these people they got in the build the skeptics the this the that the this mick mills coming there rick ross mm. bro if you see the bill it's so crazy then out of nowhere even people on twitter was that how come she didn't tell us before we paid for the ticket that we have to have a double jab and all this shit you understand? So it's an agenda they're pushing. So I'm saying to these rappers, stand for something. This is time to stand for something. You understand? And all them rappers on the bill going like they got money. So missing out on one concert ain't really going to do them. No, nah, man ain't missing out. Come on, man. You know these guys, man. <laughs> man will sell out for the thing, fam. They'll probably, they'll be watching uh, a few months to see if man don't start doing the jab tunes for, for, for the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're going to see it soon. I yeah. guarantee you, man's going to say it slightly in their, in their bars and it. Man will sell out for the money, bro. Just like when man made that England song, I didn't rate that, bro. I didn't rate that. And the reason why I don't rate, <laughs> none, nothing to do with all that England stuff is because yeah. England's uh, uh, um, is historically been known for racism. Um, and even when they say that um, England stopped racism, the main like account holders for racism and people that were shareholders in 
all the slaves coming through was England. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. They weren't taking the people as slaves, but they were selling them on. So you stop off here, we create a little contract for you, and yeah. then boom, we'll send you out. So it's a thing like, man has to know the history of what man's saying is coming home. Man knows what's really coming home. What's to really who's coming home, home, though? This is what I'm to trying to say. Who's home? When man said it's coming home in that song, I was like, but who's home? This ain't your home. Like, realistically, this ain't your home. And it didn't make no sense because. I was working outside when all them games were gone. I never heard one of them them white man there sing that tune, bro. And the thing why that tune pissed me off, because they had the opportunity in music terms, let's see it as business, to do something amazing, an anthem that could last for years. And they was just talking about jokings on a football tune, fam. They was talking about stabbing man on a football tune. I didn't get I was like, what's this got to do with football, for one? You know what I mean? Like, the tune was... Like, man's talking about stabbing man and, and one dumb was like, um, what did he say? Something about, if you, something about OT, if you play right back, you can, I send you back right home if you don't bring back the food or something like that. So was, I was like, what has this got to do, <laughs> do with football? That's why I say the football and the music thing over here is the thing that gets glamorised the most. But the reason why I don't get into the footballers as much, or I should say, big up my cousin the other day, he, he brought this to my attention, said the difference between the footballers and the artists is footballers most footballers grew up grew up in a bubble like from young there was institutionalized for young in the football academies so they're mad brainwashed but these man these rappers know what gone they're out here so they should be standing for the people that's why i always that's why i always kind of bring up storms in dave and people don't like that they're like oh you're hating yeah no it's not that because they've already made themselves known as political rappers yeah you've yeah, heard them say yeah. f boris you heard them say f Teresa. they've made big speeches on telling people to vote but in the last year where have they been they ain't said nothing con- this is unprecedented times we're, we're at war now we're not at war we're being attacked yeah, we're, we're at war and these men ain't spoke bruv they've been silent and that's booky to me i'm not gonna lie that, that's booky you man been and then when you come back you do a video that's about rainbow colors and shit i'm like is that what you is that the smoke you're coming back on like everything that's happened in the year how much people supposedly die COVID lockdown this is the tune you come back with the two if you google them if you google conscious UK rappers they come up first bruv you understand in Dave's Wikipedia it says he's a conscious rapper so I'm like but I ain't heard nothing. You ain't said nothing on vaccines, mm-hmm. COVID. And my thing is, is about pro-choice. Even though they come out and said, if you take the vaccine, that's cool. But if I don't want to take it, don't judge me. You understand? Even if they came out with, it's, I'm not against the vaccine, but just make us have a choice. They ain't said nothing. And I think that's spooky to the use of the biggest platforms. And they come back talking about chip. Stormzy comes back still talking about chip, still beefing with chip, but not in a grime sense. Because to me, grime's powerful for UK in the sense of back in the day, you're like the same age as me. When you go to a grime rave, grime artists are there in each other's face. They're going, they're proper clashing face to face. And that's powerful for the whole community to see. Because you're dealing with something verbally. You know what I mean? So... Drillers now, they're more cowardly. I hate to say it, but it's more of a cowardly thing. You make a tune in your studio there, you your studio there, this is my man's dead friend, my man's girl. Then when you see each other, you're just stabbing each other. 
it's not about the art. Grime was about the art. Like, who's got the best lyrics? Who can get the crowd going? Mm. This is what's talking away from us. You understand? Was even rap battling was the same, but for the UK, it was grime, innit? So even rap battling was kind of the same. But drill now is just about. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Killer man, that man say it's not about that. Artists go on interviews and they try to say, "Oh, um, what did they say?" I'm just playing a role, but these times I know, man. <laughs> there. Mm. I know the dramas this person's in. I know the, it's real life more time. Like they're mm. going through shit. They can't. They can't even go in certain ends. Furthermore, they're not even allowed in their own ends when they come out of jail. Enough of these men even allowed to go back to their own ends, bro. Mm. So you can't tell me. It's just music. No, music is a vibration. Music music is a wave. Music. There's so much... El- like, if you hear a mad girl sing, bruv, and you get goosebumps, that just show- just that alone, when you get goosebumps from someone singing, that should show you the power of music alone. Like, man's body's all tingly and that. You know, that mm. just that alone shows you how much power is in music. So imagine the influence it has on a young child's mind hearing violence all day, bruv. And I'm not telling them to stop. I'm just saying... Have balance. Where's the balance? There's no balance now. When we was growing up, Styles P, all these man, because we used to more listen to American music. Or even if we go to the UK, SMS, PDC, mm. let's start with them because they're local. They had dons in their crews that rapped about love, bruv. You know what I mean? SMS. Um, would you ride for your brother? Lie for your brother? Would mm. you lo- give a brother a hug? Mm. That's the first time we heard that in the hood. Like, what do you mean give man a hug? You know what mm. <laughs> yeah. they Like, they was promoting that and the gangster life. So it was balanced. Even though it was, it was balanced. PDC had, um, 
have to bring up the name, but back then, before whatever, because I don't know where I go on, Devious. Mm. He used to talk about a lot of real shit, mm. real pain and real struggles and tell you to stay away from the roads in certain bars as well. It weren't mm. just all straight, kill man, kill man, kill man. There was balance in the cruise, you know what I mean? You'll hear mm. other sides to the stories. You'll hear like Nadja Souls. Nadja Souls is a lyricist. He will tell you another side to thing that it's not a, it's not what it seems and stuff. That's the difference with now. Everyone's a bad man. No, but you have to understand that drill music comes, it's, it's, it's the vibrations of the music. You have mm. to understand you can't speak conscious on drill because no one's going to listen to it. Everybody just wants to hear that gangster stuff. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So, um, about um, thingy, what's their name? Spat Nation. They they was getting traction and stuff, and they were spitting gospel bars. But even though they they was talking mad crud though, <laughs> they was talking. Don't make me back out the thing. We used to they like it there, so back out the thing. No, back out the book. Well, I'm like, huh? yeah. <laughs> like, the Bible's my mash. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, man was talking mad. I save your soul. I'm like, brother, chill. <laughs> Like, chill, bro. Like, chill. Like, actually, it was crazy. went to their church a couple of times. You no, know. it was, it was <laughs> That <laughs> sounds like a rave, fam. I can't imagine all the people in there listening to that. Was no, it? they weren't spitting. They weren't spitting. They weren't. They weren't spitting. It was more like they said to come there for business. But when I got there, it was all spiritual stuff in it, like praying and rare, rare. It was. Do you know what? It was powerful to see in certain elements because, like. It was all run by black kids in it, like basically. Everyone was under 31 in there, fam. Like all the pastors, everyone was young, like mad young, you get me? Bear girl, like there was like, say there's like 70 girl, there's 20 man. You Whoa. get me? So, but it was powerful to see in a sense because it, it reminded me of the nation of Islam. That's mm. what it reminded me of, in a sense. But just certain things didn't like, align with me when I went there. That's why I was like, I'm gone. You know, there's, there's, there's certain little things, yeah, didn't align with me, but it's their thing and I had to think, what would you rather you join a gang or join Spat Nation? Uh, gang still. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What? Yeah, I'd rather my, my child join a gang still. Why, why, why? Whoa, whoa, nah, whoa, 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 nah. whoa. Because you see, even in gangs, yeah, yeah. like, um, Gangs are not always a bad thing. I, I have to break this down uh, to you. Yeah. A gang is not always a bad thing. It's what the people do in the gang that's a bad mm. thing. Remember back in the days, there were men had gangs to protect their areas from other gangs. Gangs yeah. of white men coming into the area mm. and beating up black men. So black men would rise up. They, yeah. That's what they'll tell me. This is the old school Brixton man. I say they rise up. All of the yardy them, all of them rise up and say, boom. No man could come in the area and think he can NF man jump out the van and try Violet and take man. man. Yeah. No, yeah. we've got a little gang here, you know what I'm saying? And I think they had a name for it, Frontline or whatever, but them man holded the fort. And that's why them the other people said, Raw, we can't even go Brixton anymore. It's a mad thing. They're running us down. Mm. So we jump out the van trying to, yeah, you niggas get them. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, them yeah, man yeah. said, huh? Yo, yo, man. Bear man, I run. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, so it was yeah. gang back in them times had a meaning, had a purpose. Was it a gang or was it a community? Though uh, I would. You remember gang? You remember the police is the biggest gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts, yeah. So, facts, so facts. gangs can mean different things. It just means a community of people that come together uh, in the same place. You know, back in the day, even like other people had their own little gangs. Like you would say, my era, we had our own little gang. But our gang wasn't about killing people. And it was about vibes, energy, yeah. friendship, love, and all of us came from kind of mashed up houses. So. Just being together was like a way of us escaping 
that household madness that we're going through and that's us just oh, showing Jesus love to each other. Jesus was in a gang. You know what I'm saying? He the 12 man all day. Yes, <laughs> I'm saying. There's everyone had their own little gang. Does that make sense? Yeah. However you want to label it, that was their squad. That was their gang. And it wasn't always a bad thing. Does that make sense? But with SPAC Nation now, you're talking about man's meant to be saying one thing. I'm hearing man doing madness, bro. Taking dole, doing mad fraud. Like, bro, if my child is learning more corruption from people that say that they're righteous... Then I'm scared mm. for him because his morals are gonna get corrupted. See, I rather no, my but child. But it weren't that though. When I was there, it weren't. Bro, it was like I'm not gonna lie. What they teach, man, because I went there like five years ago, four years ago. What they teach, man. If I followed, I'll be in a nice position now. Like in the sense, they was teaching man about Bitcoin from five years ago, bro. Mm. Cryptocurrency. That's how they was mashing peas. Like they were mashing mad peas because what they would do, they'll bring all their money together. But here's what I'm, here's what my thing. My, I challenge people on this. So I say, a righteous place is not meant to be filled with money. It's meant to be filled with poverty. No, no. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. I've been in Africa, yeah? yeah, and I've met some amazing, incredible people, but they never had a lot of money. But their hearts, bro. If I shot, if if a heart was full of gold. I, I met them when I went to Africa. If a heart is filled with gold, mm. I met them when I went to Africa, but they never had a pocket full of gold. But their heart was full of gold. Character, amazing. Their facial expressions, the way they are. Like, <laughs> I, I wanted to take their manners and character just to take it and just, be, just adopt 5% of how they was as people. Like, yeah. as UK, you don't realise that you're very boisterous, you're very loud, you're very obnoxious, you're very sarcastic. Mm. You don't realise it. You only realise it when you go somewhere else and a man's saying, bro, like, they, their character, the way they treat you, everything is different. And that's why I said, a righteous place cannot be filled with riches. It's filled with poverty. The most righteous people in history were never rich people, bro. The most corrupt people in history were the rich people. And that's if you go back point. into history, let's go back to Pharaoh, yeah? The, the Pharaoh of Egypt. Bro, he had all the riches in the world. I don't think anyone could have riches like he had. To the point where when man died, man died, got put in a gold... Like tomb for yeah. you know what I'm saying, and it's all his riches are in there, everything. Mm. So you have to understand that then people, even though they had all that money, they was very corrupt. But Moses, who came up and helped all the people, was a poor man. He wasn't a rich man. So it's like sometimes but, we we have to really go back to to, to to the times where we understand that if you go into a place and it's all about rich, it's all about money. It's good for us as a black community, but I don't think that righteousness is found where money is. That's that's my opinion. Do you know what? I can't disagree with that to a certain extent, but there's a next side to it where, like, I think that poverty in the black community is promoted as like, like we're we're, we're kind of taught that rich people are bad. You know what I mean? Like even me, like the the, the rabbit holes I went down, the so-called conscious conspiracy path I went down mm. when I was first in it, the pro-black thing and that it was like raw Jay Z's. Illuminati is evil. This person, Drake's evil. Mm. It was like, and it was only people with money that was evil. Mm. You get me? Like, it was only people that were crazy bullying that I couldn't reach myself that was evil. And I was thinking, right, is this, is, is this a blockage on the mind? Mm. You know what I mean? Because like, say like, I could say Drake, for instance, like, say like, one, like I know he's bigged up man from ends and it's helped their career. And he's supposed to be evil, but even though the contents of the music that he's bigging up, I don't think he knows the um, the levels of violence on the English streets because Americans proper think that we're not on shit. You understand when they it comes to the wood stuff. Yeah. So you might just think they're just talking. It sounds nice, but mm. you don't know. But I'm talking about the aspect of just 
helping a brother out when you're on the biggest platform in the world. You know what I mean? So I think in one sense, even like Pastor Toby talks about that, that we're taught, I'm not a Spat Nation member, I'm just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Sounds like I'm promoting them or something. Mm. But I remember when he was saying like, that we're taught to hate money in it. We're, when in the kingdom of heaven, you're supposed to be rich and so above, so below. So if heaven, you're supposed to be rich, you're supposed to be nice down here as well. Like we're not supposed to be poor. Poverty is a disease. You know what I mean? Like poverty is a disease passed on to us from the white man. You know what I mean? From the power structures that be. Because they, they, there was even something I was watching the other day, they said they want to keep Africa rich. So it's easier to rape. So it's easier to stick it on them. Because everyone in Africa, Congo alone, Kotan, that you put in phones, mm. that should be one of the richest places in the world. But it's mm. one of the poorest places in the world. How Imagine if in Brixton or Peckham or something, there was Kotan, bruv. But everyone in Peckham is poor. But it's got the resource that everyone in the world needs. That is... How does that even make sense? So it's it's set up for us to um, be in a poverty state of mind, I would say. Eve, like, I'm just seeing this as I get older. I'm like, raw, we're proper set up to think being rich is a bad thing, bruv. Or we can only get to richness through evil. You know what I mean? Mm. Through evil means. Like, that's how I'm t like growing up. Man would say, yeah, you can make it. Man, just pick up a couple boxes, go shot in OT. And that was the only way out. Mm. Or, you know what I mean? So... I agree with you to a certain extent, but I do think that we are taught to hate rich people in a sense as well. I don't think there's nothing hate. It's just about what you do with your money because a rich person can be still righteous. And that's what I said, but it's not, money's not a place that is found in righteousness. righteousness what do you think of Nipsey then? Sorry to cut you, no, just yeah. just because it's in line with the Nipsey, thing. Nipsey was a, um, was a, um, was a good role model for the people that he was around on the things that he done in, with his life. He changed his life around. He was a gangbanger that started to own a black business and, um, you know, believed in hustling and, and doing business and ethics. And he was a guy of good morals. He took care of his family. You know, his family loved him. And it, it's very good as um, we see positive black role models taking care of their families because I think they push yeah. this agenda that black men don't really take care of their kids and their family. It's a dirty thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's a dirty, like, thing that is not mm. true. And I don't know why it's only put on black people, but it's just like... It's a nasty thing. And then some black people re re reiterate that narrative on their own selves. And that comes from self-hate as well. Like we're always, because I know most of all my friends that I know are black. They were taking care of their families. If there's one or two, that's the minority. I'm talking about the majority, which I know. I can't speak on everybody else. But when you start engaging with a black person, it's like he's so quick to just put down their own black people. Like he's not but in his mind, if you ask him about his friends, most of his friends are doing that. So why is it that he has this narrative in his mind? It's because we've been programmed to believe this through the shows, through the programs, through, through everything that we've been put through. And it's the same. People have a narrative of black men. That's why they will say, yeah, black men are well endowed. And all this, all this weird talk that could be true and could not be true but the fact is that what you know is what makes facts it's not what someone else tells you just remember yeah, that it's, yeah, it, yeah. your experience is your facts bro mm. you know what i'm saying like if, the black dad thing like everyone says that black dads are bad but i think like like or that is pushed a lot not everyone says it but that is pushed a lot but by what i see in this generation black dads want to be there for it's amazing they're yeah, incredible they're, yeah exactly Exactly, and the, the, the side that ain't posted is that some man just gets stopped from seeing their kids for no reason. Then they give up their fight. They're like, why am I going to keep on fighting and putting myself in stress 
because it's not good for me in the long run for my child. And did you, that guy in America who found out a child he was raising, yeah, till it was like seven, he done a DNA test, he found out the child weren't his, then he had a heart attack, bruv. And to me, what, what message that paints, what everyone should take from that is that that shows you how much a child means to a father. Because sometimes I think people think that fathers just ain't that connected as mothers, you know what I mean? Because even when I first had my son, I went with him for the first six years of his life for whatever me and um, the missus was going through. And I'm telling you, bruv, the first three years was mad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in a sense of mentally, like, waking up, my son's not there. I'm thinking I'm missing out on him growing up, even though I could see him every weekend. But to me, that weren't enough. I was like, raw, I'm not, I'm not seeing my son grow. That's mad. You know what I mean? Like, and I think women don't take into considerations that, into consideration. Into consideration. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Right, that our children mean just as just much. much to us as as as, as, as you. You yeah. know what I mean. I think it's an agenda um, that's still pu- pushed against us again. That um, you know that black men don't want to be there for their children, but th- there's another side to that story which is not being spoken about. And I don't know why everyone's speaking about. It. Everyone speaks about the negative side, but nobody speaks about the side of the women that stop the men from seeing the child and how that has an effect on the man. Mm. There's men that go through them things, yeah, and it turns them into savages. Yeah, they just yeah. go through life just beating gal and not caring about them but you've got to get an abortion they're moving mad with girls because of this experience that they've had but people don't actually understand that experience could actually be an um, experience of trauma you could have not gone through anything traumatic but loved that child so much and wanted that child to be born so bad that now you're traumatised over being not being able to see your child and I think it's something that's not spoke about in the community. It's only one side that spoke about deadbeats, deadbeats, deadbeats. What about the man? What's, what do you call a woman that stops a man from seeing his child? What's the name? What's, what's the tag that we give her? Um, bitch. <laughs> do, do, do you see what I'm saying? No, but I f- yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, why it's a touchy subject as well, because, yeah, it's, it's a very touchy subject. Because, yeah, it's a very... <laughs> yeah, everybody has <laughs> experienced it and everyone's yeah. gone through it. The only thing is yeah. that I've realised this. A lot of men have embarrassed to say that she stopped me from seeing my children. So you think that people are going to judge you and think you're a deadbeat. I'm yeah. just telling every man out there, if you have been stopped, we're going to find a service for you that you can go to and talk to people about this so that you can get help in the legal way, in the mental way, in every single way so that we can start healing each other, not just sitting there and crying and hiding our pain. A lot of times as black men, we hide our pain from people because we want to be these big tough guys and we don't want to show any emotion. But that's where the, the, the problem is. We start have to, we have to show emotion because we're humans. Humans feel emotion. You can't sit there crying in your house every day that you don't see your children and you don't do anything about it. We have to start wising up and doing more so that's another topic for another day though but <laughs> we're gonna get there we're gonna get there have you ever suffered racism <sighs> yeah 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 um couple times man no but it was mo- there was one when i was young that was the first incidence of racism and because i'm what do you call it what would i call myself like mixed race but i'm not like on the outside, mixed race, but my blood's mixed race. Ain't my mum's like fair skin, mm-hmm. always there. My dad's black, but it was when I was with my mum. I was walking my mum, and my mum's with her friends, and mum was about seven, and all these white guys was on the track, bruv, and they must have, uh, they must have not moved away. And mom, one of my mum's friends was kind of rowdy. She's like, "Raw, move out of the way! Can't you see we're with kids and that?" And one of them must have said, "Ah, oh, you black bitch!" You know, always there. And the guy, there was, there was a guy with us. Um, big up Robert. <laughs> yeah. There was a guy with us, and 
Then he was like, Rah, what are you doing? Like, move out of the way. Then they rushed him, bottled him. Remember, I'm a kid, you know. And my mum, my mum's kind of Aggie, you get me? She's trying to get involved, like, Rah, stop, what are you doing? Then they bottled, they bottled Robert and ran him down the road, tried to lick off his head with a scaffolding pole. pole. This is like 20 white men, you know, just on the road. And then we're walking fast now to get away because there was bare kids and bare women. Then, then we're at the bus stop now in Mitcham. And we're hiding behind the bus stop and they're driving around on their van because it was an open back van, bare them, just looking for us, bruv. And that was from little, you get me? That looking for you for what? What are they going to do to you? I don't know what they was going to do, bruv. I don't know what they was going to do, but that was, yeah, that was my youngest kind of, yeah, that was the first time I knew that, yeah, I'm black, bruv. You know, like that. Like. That is mad, bro. I've never heard that, bro. And one, my nan, because my nan's proper white English, yeah? Mm-hmm. This weren't racism. This was kind of covert, but it was mad. Like, she's in the car now. Then I'm walking towards the car. And she's a white woman, whatever. I'm just waiting in the car. And then I go to the car door. And my nan... And then the white woman in the car next to her is banging the window. Look, look. You get me, like, telling my nan to wind up her window because I'm walking towards the car. And my, and my nan's like, oh, that's my grandson. You know, they're always there. But it was just... it was That, that was just a mad incident for me because it was like... Oh, that's my grandma, bro. You know what I mean? But because I'm so dark and whatever, like, yeah, I've had bad, mad experiences, man. Because I've been, yeah, yeah, bro. That's crazy, bro. <sighs> that's mad. I can't know what to say to that, bro. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> that's crazy, bro. Um, another question Do you think many of us suffer from childhood trauma? Yeah, 100%, man. I, this see now this goes back to my earliest relation my earliest um incident with racism yeah <laughs> like I, I ain't really said this online or nothing but when i was younger i got put into care for it was um what's it called when the police protective custody yeah because they raided my house in Mitesfield. my dad must have been trapping in the house and whatever and then he stopped because my, my nan threatened him said Rav you don't start trapping in the house with the kids there I'm phoning the police on you so she must have phoned the police on him now and then they raided the house then they put me and my brother because my brother's more fair skinned than me and they put us with some old white woman bruv old white woman yeah then we got put into that care then basically every time I used to get put in um, we used to go shop or whatever she used to put me outside in the corner because I was the darkest you and I was like four, so I used to have to stand in the corner like this. And I was just treated differently. And I didn't know because I was four, bruv. I'm like, rah. And she, you know what I mean? So that was from a yard, like from four. That's my first childhood memory was that, was that, was those incidents going to the shop, being left. My brother's inside the shop because he's young. He's like laughing. Nah, you're outside the shop. But when I look back, I was like, I was four, bruv. You know what I mean? Put me in the middle of the... Bro, yeah, that that was my earliest... Well, put you in the corner and tell you to stand. To stand, because she just hated, man, because I was cause I was dark, you get me? Because remember, back then, mixed race was kind of a mad thing. Now you couldn't really put black kids into white care like that. You know what I mean? I don't think you can, correct me if I'm wrong. But then, yeah, my mum was pissed that I was put with an old white woman that... Didn't even know how to do man's hair or nothing, you know, the ways there. So, yeah, that was just madness, bruv. That was my earliest, my earliest. How did it relate to the question again? Because you said, how do you think many of us suffer from childhood trauma? Yeah, so that was a trauma. So that kind of made me 
Like, so that's why I'm kind of relaxed now because growing up, I was, that's why I got into the pro black thing from young, from 16, because mm. I want to know myself. Like, mm. I want to know my black side. Like, you know, I used to kind of like reject my white side. I still love my, my white peoples, my white family and that. Mm. But like, I used to think I'm a black man because that's all people see me as. When I went to Denmark when I was young, this, I have a very racist spirit. I was in Denmark now. That was a racist country. That was when I was like 10 and... I got left in Denmark with my uncle, me and my cousin, and my mum was pissed that I got left there because my nan just left us there. But it was mad race. The same, my cousin had a fight and he's that light-skinned mixed race. He had a fight with some Somalian youth and then bare white youths are around, bare blue-eyed, blonde hair. They, they just look like the maddest Edomites Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> they're all around the fight and they're like, beat the nigga, beat, beat him, beat the nigga. And these times... The Somalian youth saw himself as white and they saw him as white, but they saw me and my cousin as black. So, so the Somalian youth was like, yeah, you're niggas, you're niggas. Because he grew up in Denmark. So he saw himself as white. You understand? He didn't see himself as black. So that was like 10 years old. And then my uncle, because he was like the only black done in... in he's not even black. He's proper fair-skinned, light-skinned. But you know when you're in a white country and you're fair-skinned, light-skinned... You're black, bro. The people just see you. Oh, you're black, you know. So he just came out on the balcony and everyone ran because everyone was scared of him because he's the only black man like in Denmark, bro. You know what I mean? And you could spot me a mile away, bro, in Denmark. Like Denmark was this racist back then, bro. Racist, and that was ten years old. You know what I mean? So man, seen racism in different like. So, but from four years old, the one back to the foster care and that, that traumatized man. It's only. Recently, like the last five years, I clocked, raw oh, that really did affect me because that's my first childhood memory was in was was that woman, you understand? And in the foster care environment, and I've realized that did kind of traumatize man. You know, it made me aggy like towards white teachers and oh, <laughs> you know what I mean. But okay. I didn't know where it was. Then I kind of identified it. I was like, no, that did play a big part in my life still, you know what I mean? Because that was my first like, I knew what racism was from four years old. You shouldn't know about them things no, from four years old. No, you shouldn't. Not at four, man. You meant but to I know what you're... I was different from my brother because my brother's more, like, proper red skin, like, mm. proper mixed race. You know, they're always mm. there. Like, even mixed race used to say to me, you're not mixed race, you know what I mean? But I identify as black, you know what I mean? Mm. You're black, bruv. Then black used to say, you're not black, you're mixed race. And you know mm. what I mean? So mm. I've kind of had it from... When you're mixed race and you're dark, it's like you have it from both everywhere, bruv. So you've you've had so-called racism from white people and black people kind of thing. And it's like, rah. But now I just identify myself, innit? You know what I mean? Mm. I am what I am. No one can tell me what I am. But it takes a long time to have that state of mind, I think, to not make what people say affect you. You know what I mean? Mm. That, That's the hardest one. Mm. Um, what does it mean to you to be black? What does it mean to you when you say you're black? What does that mean to you? A lot, man. A lot, like, in the sense of, like, like, just, like, what we've been through here and and what, especially as, like, my Jamaican side, like, what they've done for the UK is something to be proud of. And people underestimate what Jamaicans have done for the UK, bruv. We've done, like, even in the slang, it's, it's embedded. Like, I'm looking around, I'm, you know, what, one, this, that, yo, fam, man, yo, Look around, it's little white youths, you get me? Mm. Or you look around, it's little Somali youths or whatever, and you're like, that's, we embedded in this culture. Yeah. Like, we made Britain a vibrant place. Let's say the Caribbean, but Jamaican as as such, because that's, 
the most food shops is Jamaica. You understand? Like, let's say Jamaican because the music and whatever. Like, we've done so much for this country. It's funny how they got... That's why I'm so proud to identify as black. And the first time I went to Jamaica, bro, as soon as I come off the plane, I want to cry. You know, them ways mm. there because it was weird. Like, everyone was black. Black, yeah. yeah. The fireman, the doctor, the F, bro. It was just a... It was just... Like I felt home, you know when that mm. man said, um, "What's that? Ole Ole is coming home." But yeah. I felt at home. I don't know about them, man. But I, here you feel out of place sometimes. You go in the middle of the countryside, bruv, Certain towns. I remember we went Derbyshire with a workplace, bruv, and we walked into the chip shop. Everyone's just looking at us like, like you know, yeah. you don't feel that in a black country. You feel at home. You blend in straight. It's I've never felt that because I've been to bare European countries and I went to Jamaica late as a big man when I was kind of conscious as well. Mm. So that touched me, bruv. Like it felt different. Just that, you know, and like, yeah, like just representing what my grand, my granddad and all them things there. Yeah, so being black just means, yeah, man, just means everything, man. But like I said, being black is a state of mind, isn't it? Like not even black, just being a, a coloured per not even coloured, let me take that word out. Melanated. A melanated person means a lot. You mm. know what I mean? Like, I feel blessed to be darker. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I should have been fair-skinned, bruv. Mm. I should be like Drake or Chris Brown. You get mm. me, guys? So I feel blessed to come out like this. You know what I mean? It's mm. even, it, I think it even means more to me, to some black people, to tell you the truth. Because mm. I could have been, you understand? I yeah. could have been a confused, light-skinned youth, bruv. Mm. But this just made me more solidified in myself. So it means a lot, because I, I started studying, I want to know my black side differently, bro. Mm. From when I was young, from when I saw a book, my dad had the distraction of black people and had a mad picture. Then I started to go into the Dr. Malachi the Yorks and- yeah, that, that guy's books are crazy. He had a book about pigs, bro. I never forget. <laughs> whoever, whoever made me read that book, boy, boy, that book mashed my head up, bro. I ain't you gonna eat, lie, you bro. Eat, you eat pork? No, never. <laughs> We seen that book just yeah. I never ate pork before that, but that yeah. just made me look down on pork in a different way. Like when yeah. you said how the, it, it formed from the dog and right to ten, man gave some historical contents, and I was like, raw, it's kind of deep still. Mm. Like it made me proper think, but um, I don't know what they done with that guy, but yeah, he's in jail in it for 121 years for pedophilia, pedophilia, or and you can't even write a book no more, bruv. You know, he's written the most books in human history, bruv. Has he? He's in the Guinness Book of... Look it up. He's written the most books, bruv. Like, in a certain period of time, he's written so many books. Yeah, he got rubbed out, man. That's why they had to they had to rub him out, fam. Mm -hmm. He had his own flipping land in America with pyramids and sphinx and a whole... Yeah, he was trying to do some next stuff. Cult, like a cult type of thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Some of the things he said made sense. Some things just crazy, but... Yeah, I like, everyone, like... It's not everyone I agree with. I just take jewels and from... Mm. What what resonates with me? It's not mm. like if I say Malcolm X, it's not everything Malcolm X I stood for, Malcolm X stood for. Mm. But a lot of I, I take jewels from everyone. You can yeah, get yeah, jewels yeah. from a crackhead, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It don't means I'm gonna agree with the crackhead on everything. But mm. he just dropped a mad jewel to me. It don't means I'm gonna discard it because he's a because because he takes food. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I believe you can get jewels from anywhere and anyone, fam. You know what I mean? That's that's actually true. I think a lot of people underestimate that wisdom can come from the most. Uh, it does. It comes from the most random places sometimes. Even yeah. your child, my, my children sometimes drop drop jewels on me. <laughs> Let me show you what happened the other day. My daughter saw me drop something litter, yeah. But I've told my kids from young, never litter. It's yeah. a bad thing. Man littered, bruv, in front of her. 
I see her reaction. She held me accountable for my actions as her as her parent. She didn't feel afraid. How she? She's she's six. Oh, so she said. Dad, you left this and she brought it to me and said, Dad, you know, not leaving stuff, it's not good. You told me this, Dad. Oh, and the way wow. I felt inside, <laughs> I looked, I said, you're right, you're correct. And I'll stand corrected. Thank you very much. And I will not do that again. Because I feel like sometimes as, um, people as parents, is they, they, they don't want to say to their children that they're wrong. And I feel like just to show your child that they can hold you accountable is a good thing because it makes very, them yeah. very confident in themselves. So if someone big tries to tell them something and they don't believe in it, they mm. can actually say, no, I don't, I don't agree with you. I don't yeah. agree with you. And no, I want, I want you to be a strong minded person. I don't want you to be a weak minded person where someone could just come and tell you, yeah, you have to do this. And she's like, yeah, all right. Like, cause she's not, she's not got strong character. Does it make sense? Strong yeah. character starts from your family life, you know, and yeah. how you interact with your family. That starts off strong character. A lot of men, we, we, we focus a lot on the boys, boys, boys. And we, we neglect daughters we're like let the mum raise them you know what I'm saying I don't mm. need to when the girl needs that lot of um, nurturing and facts and, and love and not just love but education and um, nurturing I just say nurturing because nurturing is such a big topic but um, yeah she, she corrected me bro and I felt away. I felt away first. I looked, looked at her and felt away. Looked at her for. Are you talking you know, to? <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah, give me that, give me that. I'm like, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't do that. And I actually looked for a bin. It took me some time to find a bin because I didn't want a litter. But um, it's it's good that um, children have confidence like that. But um, you know when that happens, yeah, when they correct you, it's because they're your mirror, fam. That's your. That's your mirror. She, yeah. That's you talking to you kind of thing mm. in a mad multi-universe <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? Like, bro, you told me not to drop. Now you drop. Yeah. But she was on to me, bro. She <laughs> weren't letting it go. Like, you know, you're trying to blank them and they're just yeah. like, dad, what are you doing? Like, you can't do this. Yeah. It's not good. And I looked at her and I thought, you're right. You're correct. I'm wrong. I won't do it again. I'm sorry. Like, because I like my children to hear me say that. I'm sorry. If I've made a no, mistake, I like mums, to generally... Mums take note. Mums take note. Yeah, I like I like them to know that. Well, if I've made a mistake, then boy, look, I've made a mistake. I'm sorry and I won't do it again. Because I feel like that strengthens people, kids' character because it makes them know that they can hold you accountable if they see you doing wrong. I don't think that... Because when I was growing up, I couldn't tell my parents anything, bro. Mm. I come from Jamaican household, but if they say something... Bruv, you just got a hole in. Like, you, you know in your mind, this is wrong what they're saying. Like, I remember my mom said, don't tell lies to me, yeah? And I never forget this, yeah? I always use this example, but I'll shoot, shoot someone to call in the house phone and she'll be like, tell I'm not in, tell I'm not in. <laughs> and I'll be sitting there looking at a bare-faced lying to the person, you know? Yeah, yeah. my mom's not here. Yeah, yeah. I, she's going to be back in about half an hour. Call back in half an hour and she'll be all right, yeah? All right, no problem. And she just taught me how to lie. Now, when I lie to her, she says, who left the plate in the sink? Uh, no, still. Uh, it must be must be Junior, man. It must be Junior. These times, she's like, it was you. Junior's having in the house. Like, bruv, it's Junior. He came in. You've taught me how to lie. So I don't want my children to learn bad things and me not be corrected if they catch me doing bad yeah, things. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I've tried to teach them good things, but um, I don't even know how we got on that topic. But yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how we even got on that topic. Um... What do you think is the downfall of the streets? Like, what's the downfalls? Because everyone talks about the, the pluses and stuff. Like, what's the downfalls of the streets? Wow. Where, where do I start? Do you know what? Do you know what is with me? A lot of people, yeah, get it twisted because I prom promote bare knowledge and all of this stuff on my page. It's like, I've had people say, you're not even from the streets and mm. all this stuff. And I just laugh. Even one of my friends stopped me, ain't seen it for long, yeah. Big up Mud, yeah, I saw him. He's like, 
I ain't seen this brother for long, like years, 10 years. And he's like, yeah, I follow your account, man. How come you don't talk about the roads? I'm well gone and what happened? And I rate that though. You know, I'm always there because I was born into it. A lot mm. of people weren't born into this. A lot of people are good brothers and parents in good jobs. Then they chose to be in the road. You mm. understand? There's a difference, I think, when you're born into it. You understand? Because like I said, when I was in care, whatever, it's because my dad was trapping in the house in Mikesfield and man was seeing mitties coming out the door. Like from young, man was see man was born into this. So it's like, for me, it's, it's just different. It's like, enough, so much man think that that's a way out. But in the long run, my man's in jail for 35 years. My man's dead. You know, when you're young and they say, you end up dead or in jail, you used to think it was, like even me saying this, I feel old, yeah, you know what I mean? Me. But it's dead or in jail or in the mental institution. But the mental institution, the only thing I would say, you can bounce back from that, innit? Sometimes, <sighs> That's the hardest one though. Yeah, but sometimes, sometimes I've seen people bounce back from it, man. You know what I mean? Like you can get out of that situation. Cause like what we, like, I don't know if this is going into mental illness kind of thing. What we got to understand is everyone has belly aches, bruv. You know what I mean? Mm. Mental illness, like, it's the same thing. Anyone can have a headache. Anyone can have a mental problem. You know what I mean? In the black community, I think, and in the street life, that's what a lot of these youths are walking around and they've got mental problems. 100%, brother. Yeah, and they don't even know. They don't even know. My man's lost three dons within a year or two, bro. Close spreadings. Don't you think he's going through stuff in his head? Like, so his whole perception of life now is like um, fast and furious. I don't give a fuck. Um, I don't give a damn about nothing. You know, the way there. So the downs of the street life is it can make you um, cold. You know what I mean? And you don't even know it, like insensitive. Like, And in the long run, it will catch up with you as well. Certain man, like I know a man that was doing stuff like licking it and doing stuff from young and they never got caught. I can't get caught fam. I feel unstuck. I feel untouched. I feel top. Then one, when that, when it catches up with you, boy, you're out of the game, innit? For 10 years, five mm. years or whatever. You know what I mean? Because I'll see my big brother go in and out of prison because mm. my big brother used to lick it. You know what I mean? Like mm. banks and pop. So I, that's why I've never been prison because of my big brother. And I thank him for that. You know what I mean? Because I saw it firsthand. Because even though he went into jail first time when he's 13, first time I was going to jail to see him was when I was 10. Mm. So he weren't going into jails when he was 10, but I was. Even though I weren't in jail, I was going into a jail, had to be searched as a young you. I remember just crying one time after I got searched and I was young. I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, fuck. Tears just started rolling from my face because man was 10. You know mm. what I mean? Going into a jail to see, see my brother and that. Then they're seeing him there. I remember I went one time, he had some black eyes behind the glass and that. And man's just crying. You know, then we there like, so man's soul of that. So it was like, he was both in jail. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. you see it in the house, it's like your mum's in jail when Christmas, you can tell your mum's energy is different. Like yeah. she's, she's thinking about the sun that's not there. This is what people don't take. No one's there for you, fam, apart from your mum. Mm. so your mum you know when they say your mum's always right sometimes she's wrong but most of the time when it comes to the street shit your mum is always right 100% you know what I mean and and I seen it when my brother's in jail even though my mum never had much or whatever she was always there for him you know what I mean as much as she could be you know and a lot of youths don't see the effects that 
what they're doing it has on their little sisters their little brothers they don't think about that it affects you i see the effects on my little sisters and rare rare big bros always in jail rare but at the same time i me i see it as a positive now i learned a lot and i thank him you know what i mean and i've seen the downside to the hood you know like i could name like 20 people i know dead from the streets like just off the top of my head like 20 man like the first time i lost my bridging was a close, someone close to me was my brethren Samuel when I was 17. He was trapping in a house in somewhere in London and someone petrol bombed the house with him in there, fam. You know what I mean? And one of my next brethren was in there, Bush, and he survived. He was the last one to come out and he had 90% of his body burnt. Everything burnt apart from his hood. You know, thing was there. Everything. Man was in hospital. He was in hospital. Imagine... This is why my mind changed from when I was young. I went to hospital to see him. Doctors are saying he's not going to survive. This, that, he can't hear you. Like, he's brain dead. They, they was telling his mum to lock off the machine. I took my friend's hand, yeah, I holded his hand. and Because I, I know him, he's like a person that's intact with his gut. Like, he's very deep, deep brother. And I said, hold his hand. I said, fam, are you going to pull through? Let me know from now on it so I can grieve. Let me know. Do this, because we used to be in a... We had a little crew or whatever called EL. Mm. Are you going to survive for EL? <laughs> it sounds cool as fuck, but that's what I said to him. You know what I mean? And he's, fam, when I tell you, man got neat, all this stuff, tubes coming out of everywhere, life's, his whole body pink, like 90% of his body was like third degree burns, fam. Bro, he squeezed my hand like... <laughs> And then from that day, I was like, his mum, he's going to pull through. And imagine the doctor said that he can't hear you, he can't this, that. And then it's only a couple of years ago, like five, six years ago. He's, he's, he's all right now. He's still got like burn marks and certain things are holding his neck from where the tube used to be. But he can walk, talk. He's had two wives. He's got four kids. They said he will never be able to breathe. You'll never be able to talk. You'll never be able to walk. But he said to me a couple of years ago, he's like, raw fam. You know, when I was in that thing, I heard you. You're the reason why I came through. You know, when I squeezed your hand, that brought me through, fam. You know, and that, see that day when I saw him in hospital, that changed, that I, was, I didn't want nothing to do with the streets. From that day, from I saw my, remember my other brother's dead, you know, on the same time. So when I visit my friend, he was supposed to die as well. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that changed me when it comes to the street shit from young, bruv. Just seeing that. Then after that, just bare other man just dropping out, dropping out. So, phew, I just stayed away from the streets from young, bruv. You know what I mean? But I was still in it. I was still shot in. Mm. Even, like, holding certain stuff for people. Machine, you know, man was still about, innit? Mm. But I weren't... But I was smart. Like, I was proper, like, not in it, though. I knew not... Mm. To get too deep because I know where it's gonna go, bro. Mm. And I weren't planning to go jail. That's one thing mm. in my mind. I was always said, bruv, whatever happens, bruv, I'm not putting myself in a predicament where I have to go jail. Because I had my son young at 20. That because as soon as my brethren died, I was like, I'm having a youth. Because everyone was saying at the funeral, you know, Jamaicans are like, he might even have a youth. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's that the stayed in my say. head. Yeah, it's the first thing I say. First thing, him, him should have breathed, so, oh man, at least him have something for carry on his things. So this me, oh, I'm having a baby. You know what I mean? Straight away. That, yeah, so that changed me from young. So the youths just need to know that the streets, like, it's no joke, fam. It's no joke. But these youths are so desensitized. It's mad. It's I think we all become though, because when you see all this killing and, and all this stuff, it's like, yeah, another youth's dead. It's, it's it's like, yeah, it's like 
Man said to me, how can you... I said, brother, I got traumatised from seeing the video of a youth dying, yeah? And oh, I said, yeah. well, are you getting traumatised? You're a weak heart. You're, you're not brave. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you think it's normal to see a little youth bleed out on the streets? You think that's something normal? You think this is a game? You think this is Call of Duty? That's someone's son, bruv. Yeah. That could have been me. You know, I always think when I see these little youths, I think, right, could have been me, you know? Because mm. I was knee deep doing all this stuff. The only thing is that, bro, if I, if I felt something was off... I'm keeping it moving. It's same. Brother, same, I'm keeping same. it moving. Yeah, yeah, if yeah, I see yeah, four yeah. bookie cars, I'm dusting the next way. Man's call me coward, call me whatever you like, bro. I don't care. I'm here today exactly. to talk my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can yeah. wake up in the morning and talk my stuff. Call yeah. me whatever you want. I don't care. If man saw 10 guys running at me, brother, I'm gone. I'm cutting. Mm. And I'm cutting fast Facts. as well. Yeah. You saying bolting it. Yeah. And I don't care what man say tomorrow, brother. I'm not dumb. If you see me blowing and we're together, bro, you better start running as well. Don't stand there and try to be a brave heart, bro. Because I'm not yeah. running back if I see knives and guns. But what am I doing? I'm not fighting that. So, it, me personally, I think some of the youths, um, they want to be these brave hearts and these these true killers and all that. But I always say this to youths. You see the youth that was brave, yeah? And he's dead, yeah? Does he have, did he ever tell you that he was brave? <laughs> dead man can't talk. Exactly. But the, the man that ran can, can still, still talk his talk. You know what I'm saying? So like Even Bruce Lee, best fighter, like one of the best fighters the world's seen. In, in commercial sense, he used to say, raw, bro, I'm not fighting. I'm running away. I'm only fighting if I'm backed in a corner. Because you don't, you never know what someone's got. You get Shit. me? So from, man, like Bruce is saying that, who am I to just stand? Like, you only fight if you have to, bro. That's what I try to tell people. Because you know, me, I could punch someone in the head, they're dead. Mm. Like, like, to me, that's the last thing I'm going to do like even when I go clubbing with my with some of my young G's not my young my brethren mm. <laughs> see how man's brainwash young G's like I'm in a gang <laughs> like some of my brethren yeah, they're a bit younger than me but they're a bit more aggy yeah. you get me but I make them know when you come out of me bruv you're not fighting bro mm. like we squash it no matter like unless we have to obviously there's going to be a time when you might have to fight but that's last resort because I know once I lose it I'm gone like, I don't know what I'm going to do once I see red. That's why I don't like to switch or get into fights because I know if a man punched my face, I'm going to want to I'm gonna want to do him so yeah, <laughs> like, you think I'm trying to get punched in my face for fun or mm. my nose broken that, that's dead fam you know what mm. I mean so fighting's always a last resort for me bruv like, I feel like a lot of um, situations can be resolved by just having conversations and um, mm. I've seen with the younger generation um, a lot of olders are not having conversations and they say oh my man's not gonna listen them ignorant but bro still talk to him you never know yeah. you know sometimes man will say something to you now in 10 years from now, man, look back and say, oh, man, man, I'm talking since, you know, I need to allow it still. Yeah. yeah I need to allow it still. Like, but you wanted him to accept it straight away. And you have to remember when you was younger, when man told you things, you didn't listen. Like me, I didn't listen to no one. All the oldest is saying the same thing to me. But like, you're moving too fast. You need to slow down. What are you talking about, bro? What's wrong with my man? He's yeah, moving yeah, moist. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realise what my man meant until I had to sit down in a place where I had to slow down. Like, So you're just supposed to leave... So leave the young bucks to go through what they're going through then. That's what I'm trying to say. In a certain extent. Yeah. (laughs) You you have to to talk to them and realise that talking to them all the time will eventually pay off. Eventually Mm. don't... Because sometimes we we expect them to just... We want automatic change. We're in this generation where it's all about automatic gratification. I'll give you an example. Someone posts something. Man posts a sick picture. I'm saying this picture is a sick picture. It's going to get bare likes. 
No likes, two hours. I'm saying all my bridges are ops. All you man them are ops. All of you man them are big ops. You see me shining and you don't want to see me shine. You're hating on me. All you man are hating on me. All you gal are hating on me. Everyone's hating on me. I don't like no one anymore. But the real the realization is maybe nobody even seen the post yet. You know, maybe everyone's busy working. Maybe everyone's sleeping. Maybe everyone's tired. Maybe everyone's on a different app. Bro, I don't know. So it's like we nah, want you, that instant gratification. I used all to the be time. like that, especially with, with music, bruv. Even though I'll do it for fun now, but when I used to like post something like a freestyle or something, I say, bro, but my man's liking my man's thing, but you're not liking do mine. Thing, yeah, like yeah. I'm your family. I don't yeah. get it. But me, like I'm with my with my Instagram or whatever, like I don't understand. Why someone I know wouldn't want to like my thing. But you, even if you don't like it, even if I see you do a freestyle and I don't mm. like it, I'm going to like it just because I know it helps you. Yeah. And it's free. Yeah. Like me to like and comment is less than a, under a second. But like, you know what? I, I, two I, I, fire I put that, sign and a like. I put know? that down to um, a lot of people just in, in, in general, just they don't even look at it like it's anything. It's like, they probably will thought they liked it and they even like it. It's man, I'm mad, you know, and mm. they won't even realise it. I feel like some people online are just there just to be there. Look, I've never understood this. My story, look at this. Look at this. My story gets 130 people that like, see my story, yeah? Mm. But I get t- 20 likes. Mm. That means more people want to watch me but don't really like me. So you have to understand. <laughs> you have to understand the logic, my brother. A lot of yeah, people like yeah, yeah, a lot of people watch you, but they don't like you. And it's yeah. mad. Like they want to see what you're on, but I don't like you. Yeah. It's a weird, <laughs> That's weird, real weird shit. Yeah, it's a weird and a lot of people, they're from the older generation. If if unless the thing resonates with them properly, they don't want to like the thing. Because man will like everything else except for your thing. But I don't really take offense to it anymore because I, I think that um Strangers are the reason why you'll get rich. I don't think it's your friends. I, people, the amount of people that show me love that I don't know made me realize that we're in a generation of, bro, I need to make new friends and new connections. It's not about staying to your own peoples. You start off, that's your foundation, but that's not your worldwide base. And you could see it with every single person. Think about it. People start off in their hoods and then they get big on their hood. But mm. then eventually, like, I'm just talking about music and stuff like that, but I'm just talking in general, yeah, but then they branch out and then they start to become worldwide and people love them all over. Then they can go anywhere and everyone will love them. I feel like you start off in your area, but then you build. So your base starts off with your people, your family, that's your foundation, but then you move on. Because a lot of people, they don't even clock you sometimes because they're they're on their own thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's how it kind of goes, bro. I don't really um, take offense to it anymore. I used to get upset, but I don't. I don't panic. I got so much other supporters. No, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I feel like blocking everyone I know that don't support my thing. I feel like why you just what? Then I'll see. <laughs> no, but the thing is, I'll see man. I'm be like, I see your page, fam. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like. You don't comment or, or like, so you're just you're just you're just peeping. Do you know? Have you heard of the evil eye, bro? Yeah, evil eye is real. It's real. So man, just what is he do? like? Man, to me, you're just if you're not liking or commenting, you're just evil eyeing them. What are you doing? Yeah, it's a bad mind thing. It's, it's, it's a it's, bad mind thing because you. I'm telling you, most people know that it helps your page's algorithm if they comment. They know it's a sheep thing. If I like, if I see fire on Saturn, I'm thinking, why is there fire? I'm going to put fire. Like, so imagine I got like 21 cousins, bruv, like just from one side of my family. That's just my first cousins, yeah? Mm. Sims, that's just my first cousin. Like, I'm like, right, if all of you just liked my thing, everyone else will follow. If we all, if my 21 cousins shared my thing, 
that would be mad. You know mm. what I mean? But it don't. But like you said, strange, bruv. The last year, the love I've been getting from strangers has been amazing. And it's bruv. got it's, it got me and to look the point. Look at me and you, me and you using the song. Thank you very much. And, <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to say. I'd rather work with people that want to work with me than yeah. have family members that just want to don't really want to work with me. But I'm. It's like I'm forcing it. I don't even them. care about that. I'm just yeah. focused on the people that are supporting my thing. And I think. Once you get to that point, you always win because yeah. you're not really worried about that. And that doesn't take any of your energy on your mind space because sometimes it takes some of your mind space, you know. Mm. Well, my man's moving bad, man, you know. My, I saw my, my bedroom, you know, he's moving. And then that take up some of your mind when no, really you should be focusing <laughs> yeah. on that man out there that is actually That's liking what you're you. doing and saying, raw, I listened to your thing. I sat there for a half an hour and listened to your whole thing. Like, I'd rather one person do that than five of my family members kind of thought, oh, I don't want to watch this when I'm watching this. Because remember, your family, they think that they know you so it's like it's, yeah. it's it's kind of it's kind of um seeing you from another it's kind of a hate and love relationship well with a stranger he doesn't know you to hate you so he's just like it's oh, all love i'm only seeing what you. is your stranger like say a stranger well i just know you through podcasting yeah. that's all i know about you yeah. so wh- when i meet you it's just on a podcasting thing. Yes, it's on there's a positive. There's no feelings. Yes. There's no emotions from yes. back in the day. Yes. When you, you didn't my... bang me in the face. Yeah, yeah, you never yeah, stole yeah. my my, my of mice from you Mars. You never text my girl. It's <laughs> <laughs> there. So there's, it's just fresh ground. Like, bruv, like how much people I've been meeting, like at the protests I go to and stuff. It's amazing, bruv. And the love they show, man. Like, it's, it's not even that, even black people whatever the love I've been getting from strangers has been amazing bro. yeah and that's what that's what man I feel like that's what we need to put our focus on not oh, oh this fake friends and this. bro man's your friend man loves you but man just man was maybe... your friend before you was podcasting yeah so man's yeah, still your yeah, friend yeah, it yeah, makes sense yeah, I don't yeah. think none of my friends are fake for not liking my stuff like I know the man that's a little bit iffy because I can see them, man. But you have to question. But, yeah, them, but, but yeah, <laughs> but most of my brethren's they're real men. Like yeah. some of them won't even be online like that. So it's like that's different. So yeah. them man are not even them man come online probably look at your post quickly and then jump off. That's yeah. how them man are. They're yeah. not really tech savvy. You could tell when man's with you. Man's moving. Yeah, look at this. I'm like like it. And if you like, he's like I don't like everything. And I'm looking at you. You're weird. Like my brethren's weird. So I know that he's that's how he's certain no, people's mindset. So so it's like. You, I can't really take offence to it, man, because I just got to focus on the people that do show me love, not the other people that don't show and me love. And you can't get rich of the small of the people you know. No, you will never get rich of them. They would even probably buy from you. They'll say, yeah, I'm going to link you tomorrow, I'm going to link you tomorrow. Never link you. A stranger now, he will link you because he doesn't know you, but he wants to know you because he wants to build new networks. So you'll be like, yeah, I'm coming to buy something off you tomorrow. And that's why people don't realise that your, your network is your net worth. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So if you make good connections with people, and I always tell people, it's always good to keep good relations with people. Not always create enemies. No matter what someone else is saying about someone, if I've got a good relationship with you, I'm going to maintain a good relationship. Forget what everyone else has got to say. Me and you do good business. And I think this is how a lot of um, other communities, not saying any names, other communities win. They'll hear the maddest stories about my man, but they'll still work with him. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because there's a business, there's there's a, there's, a, there's a gain from it. But a lot of people, they'll be like, oh, I don't want to work with him because he said that, or he said this. And that's so like, that's like kind of the street mentality in the kind of social media world. Like, yeah, because he works with my man, I can't work with him. Or he, he works with them guys. Bro, it's the, but bro, we're on social media. We're not gangsters and we're not, murderers and killers where we're saying right here's codes and on yeah, that's what thing you're saying um stars p was saying that when it comes to business he'll work with a snitch because it's business it's, it's business bro you work with like lgbt because it's business it's, bro, it's, it's, it's business. business like I, and i was like 
For real, it's but no, but I'm saying if you worked in a shop here yeah, and a gay person came in, you're not going to say, I'm not serving you because yeah. you're gay. So, what makes you have that same energy now behind a computer? This is what I'm saying, man. Oh, you're there, you're there with a wound, like a car crash, and a gay doctor's coming, hey, I'd like to help you. You're not going to move. <laughs> yeah, you you're just saying, help me then. My arm is out of place. Can you kick it back? He's like, yeah. we're going to have to do operation on the arm. And it, you're not really even, you don't even care about his yeah. orientation at yeah, that moment. Exactly. You're just thinking, I'm in pain. Yeah. So, I feel like sometimes, uh, people we the, the lines get blurred sometimes man and we start to say things that are weird to each other you know what i'm saying mm. and then as a black community it even gets worse because like we're we're not even working with each other correctly because we're not moving right you know what i'm saying yeah yeah okay. so we're not even like moving right because we're not even just doing the right things to each other so it's kind of crazy bro it's kind of crazy but yeah man this is a good episode man some good yeah. points some good points but yeah, we're gonna wrap up. Tell everyone your Instagram. Um London Open TV. Yeah, you can follow man on that still. Yeah, London yeah. Open TV. Yeah. That's the place, man. Everyone go like, comment, and subscribe. Check us out on the Spotify again. Another episode out. Shout out to my brother. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.